Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Cubs Corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and on today's edition, we welcome David Haw from both the Chicago Tribune and 670 The Score. Thank you for joining us, David. Great to be with you, Anthony. So the Cubs are coming off a day off, but before that, they were swept in a series against the Nationals. They lost all three games pretty convincingly. The third was probably the hardest to swallow for Cubs fans as they battled back a few times but were ultimately unable to get the W. So, David, what's your take on that last series, and how did the Cubs rebound from here? I really think that when you looked at what the Cubs did in the road trip and going 4-6, and six and boy, the, the back the back walk-off losses to the Phillies and the Pirates were gut punches to Cubs fans. And I think you came away from those two games back-to-back and you thought, can't get much worse than this. Can't get much worse than this. You see Bryce Harper sprinting the bases. And then you go home and you, you know, you, you, you recover from those two losses in a row with five straight wins. You come back to Wrigley Field. You feel very good about things. The Nationals come to town and you get swept. And then I think that's even worse. I think it's even worse because the expectations are that you are a an elite team at Wrigley Field, and you're a playoff-caliber team at Wrigley Field. And then you run into another playoff-caliber team, and you can't beat them in late August when you have everything in your favor. I don't know if that is going to be something the Cubs recover from. You know, I, I don't know if it's something they they look back at. That was, that was the weekend that things got away. You hope not from their perspective, but I just looked at it as, they had an opportunity to win a series against the Nationals, go back on the road and start to change the narrative away from home. And they, they kind of blew an opportunity. And they lost three straight to the Nationals, which makes the series with the Mets all the bigger. Yeah, and before we preview that series with the Mets, let's just recap these last 10 games. So they, mm-hmm. the, from the last 10 games, they had a brutal walk-off loss, the Grand Slam hit by Harper. Then the next day, another walk-off loss to the Pirates. Then they recover and win a road series for the first time in May, since May, sweep the Giants with that season-defining win, and then lose three in, a, three in a row to the Nationals. That is just the most roller coaster of a 10 games that I think you can get. I would agree with you. And I think when, you, when they beat the Giants 12-11 to 11 and Anthony Rizzo declared it season-defining, you wanted to believe it because they did. You wanted to kind of cling to that idea because they had to. And yet... You know, it wasn't something that defined their season. It just sort of maybe underscored the frustration. And and that's the hard part because they the, the familiar problems cropped up. And, you know, you looked at this team and, and they, they bounced back and they've been resilient. And they have been, you know, up and down. And I think nothing really, you know, makes that point any more than when you look at the standings and where they were on August 8th with a three-and-a-half game lead over the Cardinals in the division. And now, you know, what is it, uh, 19, 18, 19 days later, they're three games out. And that's a six-and-a-half game swing in a couple weeks. And that'll make your head spin. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's just been such a whirlwind for Cubs fans, much like the end of last year with Milwaukee. But the good thing with the Cubs here is they still have time to recover. And it starts today against the Mets. Marcus, Marcus Stroman against you, Darvish, tonight. How do you think that matchup lines up for the Cubbies? I think it's a, as good of an opportunity as they're going to have in New York to win a game, you know, because you've got to take advantage, Anthony. And I think when you look at Stroman, his last four starts, his ERA is around just north of four. 
and he doesn't really know the Cubs that well, as well as DeGrom and Syndergaard. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. It depends on how you look at it. The problem that you, uh, with the Cubs is it concerns you that Anthony Rizzo not going to be in the lineup because it was his back issue. So that takes one bat out of the lineup against Stroman, which a matchup that you really kind of wanted to see. But I still think they have as good a chance tonight to, to win and get back on track as they will in New York. If you if you lose this game, you then you face Syndergaard, you face DeGrom, and those are two very hot pitchers. So you've got to do what you've got to do tonight. And um, look, it's a long season. It's 162 games and you don't want to look at it like football where any game is a must win. But this might come as close to one as the Cubs have faced in a while. Yeah, I'm, I actually thought that Sunday's game against the Nationals was as close to a must win as the Cubs had all season, and they dropped that one. So I think, again, that kind of extends to today. This is a game that you need to win. The Cubs are putting a lot of faith in you, Darvish, and they really need him to be as much as an ace as he can tonight. He didn't pitch that poorly last time out and giving up the home runs, but, you know, he did give up the home runs. The thing that is most surprising, and maybe this is just, it's uh, apropos for this season because you just didn't expect it. You Darvish goes to the mound tonight and you feel pretty good about it if you're a Cubs fan. Oh, yeah. Whereas had you, had you told anybody that in March, that a big game in late August on the road against the Mets, and you feel good about the fact that Darvish is on the mound, You'd have laughed, and you'd have thought, "Okay, give me Lester, you know, give me, give me anybody but Darvish." And here's Darvish is, and you feel pretty good because he has been consistent. He's got command. He's striking people out. And the biggest thing, Anthony, I think about Darvish and the reason for his success is he's always had that wide array of pitches, and his his pitch selection. And you can debate it, but he's not walking people, and he is not walking people the way that he was early in his Cubs tenure. And that was getting him into problems. If you can keep the guys off the bases, and then you, know, you can afford one or two solo homers. Don't give up four, but you can afford to you know keep people off the bases. He is he is the guy you want to see tonight, and, and you hope for the Cubs' sake that he can give him six or seven good ones. I agree. And coming off a homestand when you were three and three, I, I put on Twitter that the Cubs were bound to have a series at home where they didn't perform as elite as they have been all year. I didn't quite expect it to be a three-game sweep, but they were bound to lose a series at some point. And I think at this point more than ever, what they do on the road and to kind of prove that they can win on the road, it's going to all start tonight and the ball's going to be in Darvish's hands. So hopefully all things go well for the Cubs. Yeah, I'm not sure how much momentum that will carry on from uh, day to day. I mean, I think that's why tonight is kind of one of those singular moments because it, how they do tonight probably won't help them tomorrow. By the same token, as tough of a loss as it was Sunday at Wrigley, it doesn't carry over to today. They had a day off. They kind of get refreshed. You wish that they were more healthy going in. I mean, the, the fact that Rizzo's not playing, you uh, you don't want that to linger into you know a week. You don't want to see him go on the injured list. You certainly can't afford to see you know the Cubs without Anthony Rizzo's bat in the lineup for an extended period of time. So, you know, the, it's a... 32-game sprint right now. There's concern. There's some anxiety. Uh, but that's what you want. You, this, is, this is what the Cubs have created, a, a, a situation where the expectations are high, and when they fail to meet them, there creates a little bit of uh, consternation. And so it's a, it's a little stressful to be a Cubs fan, I'm sure, but um, it's, it, you wouldn't want it any other way. 
And as far as the matchups go in this series, Darvish against Stroman looks like the most winnable one for the Cubs. Kyle Hendricks against uh, Syndergaard tomorrow, and then Lester against DeGrom later in the week. Definitely both winnable games, but I think if there's one that you want to circle, we've got to win that game. It's got to be tonight. We all like to predict for a living, right? We all can take make harmless guesses on how this will go. If you're looking at this with the glass half full, certainly you see Darvish winning tonight. You see Hendricks winning tomorrow. He's really been sharp. You I know, think so, last too. Time out, you know, he, he's a guy that he gave you what you expect to see from Kyle Hendricks when you need him. I have concerns about Lester. I don't think the Cubs realistically can sweep this series. But there is a chance that they can win this series. And I think the key one is tonight with Hendricks being who he is tomorrow. And you'd like to see John Lester get back on track, but he might get back on track and DeGrom just might be better because DeGrom, since the All-Star break, has been the guy who everybody fears. So if I were to say best-case scenario, I think a best-case scenario is the Cubs take two out of three, but they would take that coming back to host Milwaukee for a key weekend series at Wrigley. Yeah, I agree with that, and Milwaukee's definitely been scuffling, so if you could take this series and then um, take the series against Milwaukee, hopefully that should do some damage in the standings. As the Cardinals have been surging as of late, the Cubs kind of need the Brewers to, to pick up the slack and help them out a little bit. How are the Cardinals doing this, Anthony? Tell me. I'm not smart enough to understand this. How are the Cardinals running away with a three-game lead? What happened to turn them around? Because, boy... I didn't see this coming. I don't know if you did, but I sure didn't expect the Cardinals to be this good for this uh, kind of sustained period of time. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't. I thought they had a pretty deep lineup. I didn't think the pitching staff was going to be able to hold its own. But in the recent weeks, it certainly has. And now it's up to the Cubs to kind of, like you said, be resilient, rebound, and try to find their way back into this division race. The best thing about the Cubs' schedule is that as tough as it is in September, and it is tough, they have an opportunity to control their own destiny, as they say. Fate is in their own hands because they play the Cardinals as often as they do, especially down the stretch. So if you are a believer that this team can turn it around late, schedule gives you an opportunity to, to make that happen. So there's still a chance uh, to, to do something significant. It's three games out right now, but it doesn't have to be that way because the schedule gives you some, some cushion, some some. Uh, some chances to uh, make up some lost ground. And in terms of the Cubs' issues or problems this year, do you think there is a cure, or is it just something that the Cubs might have to deal with this year and try to address in the offseason? I know you wrote the article this morning that how the rest of this season plays out could affect the next five years. I really think the next five weeks could affect the next three to five years in that if they fall short of the playoffs, if they go in and have a quick exit, you could make some, you know, you're going to have to face some tough decisions and some ask some hard questions in the offseason about your core players because the mix isn't working. You had a three-year window then that you didn't get back to the World Series, and that's not acceptable based on where you put your expectations. That wasn't trying to be overdramatic as much as trying to grasp the reality because this was, in Theo Epstein's words, a year of reckoning. And if this is a year of reckoning and you fall out of fall short of the playoffs, then that's going to be, you know, that's going to be what happens. There's going to be some consequences to that. That's why this is such a big week. I don't know, maybe this is after 130 games, this is who the Cubs are. A flawed offensive baseball team with spotty, streaky pitching and a bullpen that can, you know, be really good one 
one day and really you know problematic the next. They can get on a hot streak. On paper, they should win the division. But uh, that's what makes you know sports so fun. You don't play the games on paper. And, and the Cubs have a lot riding on the next uh, five weeks. And throughout the next five weeks or potentially beyond, what do you expect the rest of the way? I expect them to win. The, I, I would be still surprised if they missed the playoffs, Anthony. I think that they're going to get hot at the right time. Javi Baez is going to snap out of this slump. He's going to be the clutch player that, that we have come to expect. I think Chris Bryant hits. I think Contreras comes back and gives them a boost. They have missed him. And, and Rizzo, I think your core four perform like the core four. I think they get some meaningful contributions from, from Nick Castellanos, as they have. He has been great. And I think the, the starting pitching um, regains maybe some steadiness, and the bullpen is good enough. They'll limp into the playoffs. Maybe they'll win the division. Maybe it'll be a second wild card. I don't expect them to make a lot of noise in the playoffs, and then I think it'll be anybody's guess what happens in the offseason. But I do think this Cub team turns it around and, um, and gets into the postseason for the fifth year under Joe Madden. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the postseason is definitely somewhere where this team ends up. I also think that if they win the division, that gives them much a better chance to kind of make some noise in the playoffs, potentially beat the Braves and go to the CS as opposed to a one-game playoff against Max Scherzer or Steven Strasburg to just play the Dodgers. That doesn't look as appealing to me as a fan. So I, I definitely think that this team can and potentially will win the division, and we'll see how it goes from there. If they make the wild card as a second team, that's the good news. The bad news is they have to go to Washington and face Scherzer or Strasburg in a one-game playoff on the road. That's not exactly very exactly. enticing. That shouldn't excite anybody. So, yeah, win the division – Get in a series, get your playoff uh, starters out there, let them rely on their experience, let your offense rely on its experience, and then take your chances. That's the best-case scenario, I think, for the Cubs. So managerial-wise and beyond, how do you see this offseason playing out? I think it would be very difficult to envision Joe Madden coming back, um, barring a real dramatic, significant turnaround. Uh, I hope that I'm wrong. Uh, I've maintained all along that they should have given him a two-year contract extension at the end of last year. Could have even justified could have even justified doing so in the beginning of this season. I don't know to what degree that's been a distraction, but if they fall off the cliff here, we can always speculate and talk about that because it's it's been one of these issues that has refused to go away. Um, I think the Cubs probably, you know, the percentages favor them having a new manager in 2020. Yeah, I agree with you there, and the Cubs are about to get underway in an hour and 40 minutes or so, and if you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, check out Coach's Bar and Grill, located at 6169 Northwest Highway, a great place to both watch the game and get great food made by the neighborhood for the neighborhood. And David, I've got one last question for you before we let you go. Can this team win the World Series? Wow. Well, my, my uh, I, I always want to believe that can't rule out anybody they're good enough if they get hot to win the world series but i don't expect them to win the world series i don't know if that's conditional optimism or not but i i don't go into that blindly i, I just think they're too flawed anthony if you had me to ch- check a box yes or no I, i'm afraid i would have to check no only because there's no reason the cubs have given me in the first 130 games to think that they're good enough to beat a team as deep as the dodgers as good as the Astros, or as dangerous as the Yankees. And those are the three teams, I think, that when you talk about elite teams, the Cubs just don't match up to those kind of elite teams. So 
Um, good enough to get to the postseason. I don't think they're good enough to win it all, not this year. Yeah, I would say I have to agree with you. I think the way the Cubs have played this year and then the way those other teams that you mentioned have played this year and just might not be the year for the Cubs. But, you know, like they say in the playoffs, anything can happen, right? Absolutely. And that's all for this week's edition of the podcast. Thanks again to David Hoff for taking time out of his busy day to join us. Check out this episode, past episodes, or future ones on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. But for now, thank you for coming to the Cubs Corner.